0: The best part about entrepreneurship,
1: creating things that didn't exist before, whether that's ideas, businesses, products, jobs, opportunities.
0: It's why we're here. This is Ag Bioscience. Welcome and thank you for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, CEO of Agrinovus Indiana, and this is the podcast where we explore all things Ag Bioscience, the people, the products and innovations across food, animal health, plant science and ag tech. Today we're joined by an innovator whose products you've likely used if you're active online. His link shortening company, Bitly, is now the go-to solution for social media and his prior news aggregation company, Outside In, became a big piece of the AOL platform. He's a visionary who can dream it and most importantly, he can do it. And now he's bringing his unique approach to tech-enabled innovation right here to the food industry with his new artisan marketplace food tech company, Cast Iron. Please help me welcome Mark Josephson, founder and CEO of Cast Iron to Ag Bioscience. Mark, it is a delight. Welcome, and thanks for joining us.
1: Mitch, I could not be happier. I only hope that I can match the energy and excitement that you bring to this podcast. I am going to turn it to 11.
0: Uh, You know what? Let's break off the dial because you, my friend, have blazed trails across the economy from tech. Now you're bringing it to food. You got to share your background with us from growing up in a small town, studying psychology of all things, to becoming a successful entrepreneur with exits to AOL and private equity. Walk us through the story that is Mark Josephson.
1: Oh, uh, well, thanks for asking. Um, I'm a lifelong entrepreneur and the son of two entrepreneurs and the only one in my family who doesn't have a clinical PhD in psychology. So that sort of answers all of your questions uh, pretty quickly. Um, you know, my, my mother and father built a pretty successful private practice, uh, family, individual family therapy in Rhode Island. I grew up in a small town in a small state, and I learned so much from watching them uh, work so hard. I learned three things, at least three things from them. One, how hard it is and how hard you have to work to do that. Two, how you can work really hard, create a business and really help people because in their job, they were changing lives every day. And then three, perhaps, um, well, I definitely learned this from them, whether I do it or not is a constant effort, Uh, how to be a good husband, a good father, a good brother, a good friend, while you're doing those three things, um, uh, those things. And so, uh, you know, my whole life, um, I've thought about how to create new things, how to innovate new ways to do existing things, and how to be a good husband to my wife of 23 years and my congratulations, thanks and my three boys. Um, It's a constant balancing act. But uh, throughout my career, um, I have been part of some pretty great teams um, that have done some interesting things. Some of them worked really well. Some of them didn't. uh, But each one was a real learning experience. And as it relates to um, Cast Iron and what we're doing today, there were three really important points. The first was around the first company that was really the first startup I was involved in, which is a company called about.com, which exists today as .dash, and bought Meredith, the traditional media company, late last year. Um, That business, I wrote the manifesto, the the initial press releases for that business back in 1996 and 1997, and boy, that was fun. That was one of the first creator-focused businesses that existed. Um, we were supporting and empowering, really talented and passionate um, uh, experts to have a platform online. That was so much fun. The company went public. It sold a couple of times. It was my, and I was involved in that company for almost 10 years um, as an agency and then in-house. The second you mentioned was Outside.in, which we can talk about as much as you'd like. That was um, hyper-local content and aggregation. And we became part of AOL and their local business where I ran sales and marketing. And boy, did I learn about how important small business is to local economies, Um, macro, micro, and how hard it is to have a small business. Um, And it's just, I learned a ton of um, important things trying to understand what's important to small businesses and entrepreneurs and how the deck is really just stacked against them and increasingly so to build successful businesses. Um, And then uh, I ran Link Shorten and Company Bitly for six and a half years. And my team and I uh, helped grow that business and sell it and scale it. And there's so much I learned there from from so many people uh, relevant to what we're doing today is our business model, which is software as a service and freemium. So we'll talk about the cast iron business, but um, I live in New York City. I have three wonderful sons, gorgeous wife, and an adorable dog. And uh, I'm happy to tell you about any one of those as long as you want to talk about them.
0: <laughs> Mark, I, I love it. And I have to share how excited I am to talk with you when you prioritize your three boys and your wife. Uh, it's it's rare that a leader in business, particularly high growth businesses, talk about that. And, you know, just thank you for making that a priority and thanks for setting an example for all of us to continue to, to follow that path because it's that's, so critical. That's kind of you to
1: say. Um, I, I learned it from watching, uh, people who I really respect and learn from. And, um, you know, we, we only have so long and so many well, so long on this planet and so many hours in the day. And one of the reasons why I started this business, was so we could be a remote company so I could make every lacrosse game, every crew regatta, um, you know, you name it. That, that that's what people will remember, not that's right. How many, how many links we shortened or how many great cookies we sold.
0: Yeah, and both of those are really interesting as well, but yeah. maybe not as yeah. important. I, I do want to talk about your current project, and that's cast iron came out of uh innovation sprint here with high alpha. Talk with us a little bit about how the idea came together and the problem you're solving in the industry.
1: Sure. Um, I am so lucky to have connected with the team at High Alpha um, in Indy. Um, they are at the intersection of the most successful, the most, the smartest and nicest group of folks that I've met um, writ large. And I've been doing this for more than 25 years. And Incredible so, people. They really are. And so when the opportunity... Uh, was presented for me to be involved in a sprint week um, through conversations with Scott Dorsey and Mike Fitzgerald, it was a no-brainer to me. You don't say no to that opportunity. <laughs> right. And um, and so I was able to uh, be part of a team that was started off to look at, um, this was during the pandemic, this was September 2020, um, how restaurants and food businesses were were meeting demand and serving their customers online. And the initial um, grain of the idea was around how, still remarkably, how many restaurants don't have online ordering. And um, because of my experience uh, in local um, and a lot of scar <laughs> scars um, trying to sell to local restaurants, um, that candidly wasn't particularly interesting to me. Um, as an entrepreneur, I didn't want to. I've tried that. I've done it. It's super competitive. It is a grind selling to local restaurants. But as part of that sprint week, I shared a couple of of things. One, I had this. Re- I had a friend of mine when we were living in the suburbs, um, who made artisanal ice cream in a commercial kitchen one town over, dropped it on Instagram, and DM to order, and it was sold out in hours selling it for 10 bucks a pint. That was pretty cool. Uh, There was this woman in my town, a classically trained pastry chef who um, moved to the suburbs, had a family, and now was making hot cinnamon buns and delivering them to your doorstep on Saturday mornings. Wow. Okay, that's really interesting. Another friend of mine was making some of the most amazing Italian meals you could imagine, 30 bucks a serving, and delivering them on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And doing all of this on social media um, and doing all of it, um, you know, okay, but not necessarily efficiently. And that was really interesting to me and to the team. So we went during Sprint Week into looking for that independent entrepreneur, the food artisan who might be somewhere between I'm doing this, but I don't necessarily have a website, but it's a real business and I want it to be a real business. Um, And we talked to hundreds of them. And the problems that we're solving, there's so many, and they can be summarized in that passionate, talented entrepreneurs often get into business to thinking that they're gonna to get to spend all of their time doing the things that they love. And what they find is they spend 75, 80, 90% of their time on administrative and business things that have nothing to do with making the world's best sourdough, uh, the, mo- right. the most delicious kombucha, um, the most gorgeous decorated cookies, all things that we have artisans for in indie by the way so so we thought software could solve those problems and that's what we that's what we set out to find and build
0: Mark, it's such it's such a good story and it's one that is the whole problem solution piece right mm-hmm. start with a problem work backward to the solution and the scars i think that's an important piece of this discussion the scars that that you had the scars that you saw from others Back when you were selling to small businesses, you understood the pain, right? Und- understood the challenge that exists. And now you're off the races with Cast Iron. You've had a great 2022 already. We're-, we're just now in the first quarter, announced $6 million funding round. How's the market reacting to the product? And how are the culinary artists, those that are trying to thrive in this e-commerce world, how are they reacting?
1: Mitch, let me just go back 30 seconds because... The problem that we're solving or setting out to solve is a unique one. And our artisans, our entrepreneurs, we're like ridiculously passionate about helping entrepreneurs go from, I'm trying to build something to a successful business. And we start every meeting, we end every meeting, we talk about our artisans, artisan first is our number one value. We Awesome. It's, it's, it's so rewarding. I've talked to more customers in the past 16 months than I have in the past 16 years. Um, and it's so rewarding. And what we've, we're finding, and this is part of our conversation, your question about how the market's reacting, is that our artisans, our customers, they're entrepreneurs, but they're entrepreneurs by necessity, not entrepreneurs mm. by choice. It's not 49-year-old white men in New York City with access to venture capital and all the systems of success. It is, tends to be um, women over the age of 40 who are not white. And what that means um, is that they're not, unfortunately is they're not necessarily connected to the systems of success that we might take for granted. And so um, we're really mission driven to make a difference there. And what we try to do with every line of code, every email, every direct message, if you're an artist and listening to this and you've gotten a message from us on Facebook, it's coming because we wanna help. And having done so, like at this stage of my career, it has to be mission driven. It has Great. to make a difference. It has to make the world a better place. Otherwise, you know, we can all go do something else. And it's that's not interesting to me.
0: Love it, I love it. Now we've got just a little bit of time here left, Mark. I'm gonna go, let's do one more question because I think this is, we're gonna broaden, open the aperture here just a bit. You've got an incredible background in tech, an incredible background of, of working with companies, starting with that problem, working backward into solution. As you look at this overall food ecosystem and the the network of food entrepreneurs you work with, where do you see the greatest opportunity for innovation? Where do you see the greatest opportunity for help? And and are there new innovations that you think need to come to really put a, a jet engine on this sector of the economy?
1: Yeah, um, I love Working um, in ag tech and in food, it is such a dynamic, such a big, and such a dynamic market today. At Cast Iron, we're really focused on artisans who are doing this already, but doing it inefficiently. That we can help them be better, make more money, save more money, spend less time—all the things that really help. Anybody who needs to put more food on the table for themselves, anybody who might have had a job outsourced overseas or digitized or um, innovated out of existence, can start a food business, can make an amazing lasagna, make two, sell one to your neighbor. Um, if you make incredible cookies, you should be, a, everybody eats, everybody's got a passion. Um, the rules, the laws, the regulations are evolving rapidly. Um, I think that there's an opportunity for a sharing economy um, that empowers people to have a living and put, you know, have a make a living wage and put food on their table by putting food on other people's tables. I think there's an incredible democratization uh, it happening in, I see it clear as day um, in the future. We just can't get there fast enough.
0: Incredible. Okay, Mark, I'm going to ask one more question. How, okay. how can folks, you've made a clear, a clear value prop for those that are unemployed, underemployed, have a passion for food innovation. How do they find Cast Iron?
1: Come to castiron.me or send me an email, mark at castiron.me, M-A-R-K, and we'll set you up. We have all the content, all the tools, all the resources to help you get started, uh, and we'd love to do it.
0: He's an incredible guy. He's an innovator, an entrepreneur, a leader, and I think most importantly, a dad and a husband. Mark, I've loved our time together. He's founder and CEO of Cast Iron. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Mitch. And thank you for listening to Ag Bioscience. You can always get the latest Ag Bioscience news by subscribing to this podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. And while there, you can also take a look at all of our archived episodes. You can always learn more online at agronovasindiana.com. It's there for you anytime. And on behalf of the entire Agronovas team, I'm Mitch Frazier, thanking you for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon.
1: This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick and produced by Kayla Chittister and Joe Ullery. More people get Indiana Business News from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.